All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show. I'm Brent Wallace. He's 13-year NHL veteran defenseman Mark Mathot. Uh, this show is always brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery. Go to ridgerockbrewco.ca. Order, mix and match, uh, beers online, uh, 15% off. Use the Wham Show coupon code. Uh, Meth, by the way, they just have a new beer coming out. It's a sour the dry hop sour. It's t- mm. here's the official le- write up. It's tart, light bodied, with hints of pineapple, guava, grapefruit, and citrus. Oh, and nice. I know you're a big sour guy. I am. Well, but when they're tart, I don't like the sweet ones, but when they're rather a little more tart, maybe a little sour, mm. that's more in my ballpark. So this sounds like a really good beer. Yep. So go to uh, ridgerockbruco.ca, uh, order up 15% off with your order of Wham Show. Uh, coupon code. Uh, Meth, also to tell you about, before we get into some hockey, by the way, Tyler Boucher and Jake Sanderson on the show today, uh, yep. fun to talk to as their roommates. It's always good when they're when they're both on the show, is that uh, the Canadian Women's Open is taking place, uh, as we say, at the end of this week, uh, by the way. And uh, Brooke Henderson, that's a course you know very well. Obviously, you were a one-time member at the Hunt Club. Uh, she's the favorite in this one. And I hope she wins it. Like, like I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. Mm, yeah, I know. And, and they got a little, I know they got dumped on yesterday during the pro-am. I was supposed to yeah. play in that. I couldn't make it. Uh, and then of course, I think they had to shut it all down, but yeah, with Brooke, I mean, she's so much fun to cheer for. And she's such the one thing I'm sure most people have caught on to it. Now she's just such a nice person. You know, like I met her 
on the course when I did played in the prime a couple of years ago. And she's time for everybody. She's ultra focused, but such a nice individual. Um, and I think uh, that goes a long way when you're an athlete, of course, you know, meeting yeah. fans and whatnot. And she fits that bill. So I don't think I've ever told this story. One of my most embarrassing moments is with Brooke Henderson on TV. So they had just, uh, the Sense had signed Brad Fritch and they were sponsoring him and he was carrying around yeah. pucks with the Sense logo and all that stuff. Yeah. So shortly after the Sens brought Brooke Henderson to a game to, I don't know if honor her is the word, but they, they talked to her that day. So I was handed the press release. I didn't really read it. And then TSN said, you're going to interview Brooke in the intermission or whatever it was. And I'm like, okay. So I thought they're sponsoring her. So we're into the interview and I'm like, Hey, uh, it must be nice to have, you know, the send sponsor you. And I can see the look on her face. And now I'm like, Oh, she's like, well, no, they just, uh, they're just honoring me for the day. And she's so nice about it. And I just want to crawl into a hole completely oh, embarrassed boy. myself. Cause I was, <laughs> it's my own fault, but I was like, damn it, Brent. Yeah, uh, so she, she, she actually handled it very well. So I've always been appreciative of that. Yeah. Uh, and I do wish her well. I, she can crush a ball. I, yeah. I was watching video today, and the sound when a player can hit a ball is yeah. one of the great sweet sounds, right? Yeah. And her takeaway, her takeaway, like it goes all the way back. Like her club is hitting like her her like hamstring when she pulls that driver back. It's it's uh it's very impressive. She's she puts everything into it. Whereas if I myself yeah. or you did that, I mean we're going 300 yards probably to the right or left. Oh, well, you go right and I always go left. It's if one of us gets it in the fairway, it's like, yes, <laughs> yes. nailed it. I've made it. I can go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, by the way, go to sportsinteraction.com if you want to place any bets on the uh, women's CP Canadian Women's Open. Uh, Brooke Anderson is the odds on favorite to win that one. Also, mm. if you sign up, you get a 100% welcome bonus. Um, they'll match your first deposit uh, with sports bet credits. Anyway, go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally Mathot, Sports Interaction. Uh, they are Canada's odds maker. Uh, World Juniors wrapped up. I want to know if you would have ever been able to make the play that Mason McTavish made to save the gold medal. Yeah, that was insane. That was beautiful. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of play. Now, now, in fairness, a lot of players can have the hand-eye coordination to whack a puck out of midair. But the way I'm looking at it is like to do that, you know, under that kind of pressure and just happen to be right there at the net front. Yeah. I, what do you say? I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge moment and happens to be a guy that's a friend of the show. We've had him on now and, and he's a great dude, huge fan of Mason McTavish. And yeah. I watched a lot of him play. I watched a lot of his play over the last season and I covered a couple of the junior games too. So um, yeah, I mean, it couldn't happen to a better guy really. And he's obviously been everywhere. Wally, he's played in the American yeah. league. He's played world juniors. He's played in the NHL. I mean, you name it. So uh, good for him. Good for Team Canada. It was a nice way to sort of um, – it's nice to see the kids get the opportunity to finish off the tournament the way they did. The timing, obviously, not fantastic, but I think in the end, everybody was happy that it went on because that final game was incredible. He was dominant. Uh, yeah. One of the things I, I just – I remember watching that play and going, you. I try to you, – you tell your kids, like, never give up or whatever. Like, he just didn't yeah. quit on the play. That, that yeah. puck should have gone in. Well, and you mentioned, you mentioned dominant. I mean, it's just unfair for some of these players that have been playing with yeah. men, right? Like they've been playing at the NHL level for a little bit and then in the American league. So 
you know, that it gives you such a huge advantage. Cause then when you go back down to, let's say junior, for example, everything's just a little slower or rather a lot slower. And, you know, the players aren't necessarily as strong and maybe, you know, mentally when it comes to playmaking, they're not there. So guys like Mason McTavish have the upper hand virtually everywhere. And you got to think that he'll be full-time in the uh, national hockey league next season. Yeah. And I remember Dave Cameron, I spoke to him in July yeah. and I was like, you're not going to get the same guys back, obviously. And he's like, no, but he said, Mason McTavish has asked me and pleaded that he wants to come to this tournament. So well, uh, he, yeah. he, he, he wanted in all, all the time. Well, you look at him, right? Like when you look at him physically, you think, boy, like this guy's going to be a killer. He's got that look in his face. He's pretty yes. strong and, and, and he's developed for his age, but he's got a skill set. I mean, a legitimate skill set. And I know we're not talking sense stuff. So some people may not care for this conversation, but I'll wrap it up with this. I'm really impressed with what he can do offensively. I mean, they were watching them work the power play and seeing him and his instincts around the net front. Uh, very hard to defend against guys like him because he's not shy to get his nose dirty and get right in there. And he has the ability to finish. Uh, and people do like it because he's from Carp and he's a good Carp Fair lad. He's a way. good old Carp lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can catch him every once in a while at the Ridge Rock Brewery located there in you go. Uh, the uh, By the way, Dave Cameron, you got to think for or feel for Dave Cameron or be happy Super for him. Super happy for him. Right? Yeah. Here he is, 2011. They Now, uh, granted, he didn't make this very easy because in 2011, they had the 3 nothing lead. They lost in, in the third period. They go into this one 2 nothing, and you can – you can feel it. You can just feel the momentum shift a bit. And you're like, now it's two, yep. two and you're going to overtime. Like Dave, could you not have made this any easier on yourself? But, <laughs> and, but congrats. And it, to but him. It, yeah. He, like I could not be happier for camera. Such a classy guy. And I know Wally, you've got a, a soft spot for him too, but yeah. um, just, you know, at that level, like when you see comebacks and stuff like that, especially at the level that they're playing at, you know, with, with all the best players from that peer group, that age group, there's only so much you can do as a coach right? You're going to give them the game plan. But like, you know, when I'm seeing comebacks, that's not always on the coach. That's, that's a couple of brain farts in some young kids that aren't fully developed yet and haven't necessarily learned all the ins and outs of the game. And, and, and so when I did see Dave finally get that, you know, that gold medal and seal that victory legitimately, I was so excited for him. So hats off to Dave Cameron. Congratulations. And typical Dave, if you look at the team photo, I think it's the team photo. That's, you know, the one they take on the ice, it's around the trophy. Yeah. He's at the back and you can barely see him because that's the that's way he him. always was. Hey, yeah. that's him. That's him in a nutshell, really. I mean, he gets heated. He gets fired up. He doesn't like it when you talk back. Most most coaches, <laughs> most most coaches don't. Most people don't. But, but he's very, but he is selfless in that regard, right? Yeah. Like when, when you see him in, in his interactions, he's always making it about the players. And he's such a well-spoken guy that he could probably run with it a little bit and kind of take advantage of those situations. But no, he leaves it up to the guys to reap all the rewards. And and again, I, I know I'm repeating myself. Congratulations, yep. Dave. Uh, and finally, congratulations to Ridley, Greg. Although, yep. I mean, that's, I f you feel for him. Yeah, the last, if anybody. Was it two games? He's, yeah. Yeah, he's dominating. Like, I, he's arguably outside of Mason McTavish, the best player for Team Canada. And I'm, I'm not sure that that's Certainly. debated. No, no, I mean, no. This year, for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, like, going into the tournament, I don't think people expected that no, much. But then no. seeing him compete, like that, that compete level that he has coaches drool over that shit. And uh, yeah, man, he's going to be a good player if he can stay healthy. Yeah. And that's, and that's an innocuous play. Like if you've, I'm sure you've seen it is he just gets bumped, right? That's not one well, that they've driven you into that the was boards. A, that was a big Swiss player that run into him too. It's like, a, like, no, no you know question. I mean? But you know? it's, 
it's kind of open ice where you don't yeah. know that it's going to be, I guess, that damaging. And you get, yeah. it just, and that's, clearly. But I, that's I, my that's concern. Got... When I watch these, like, this is like hot take. You can get mad at me all you want. I, I've, I've been around the game long enough. I played with a guy uh, in Columbus. He, he got to Columbus before virtually any other player in my age group. His name was Dan Fritchie. Played with oh, him yeah. a junior, won the Memorial Cup with him as well. He actually came back to London during the NHL lockout year. We recruited him, and he played with us, an NHL player playing on the Mem Cup team. So anyway, my point is he always had shoulder issues, and it lingered with him for years when inevitably he had to retire. I'm not suggesting that's what's happening here with Ridley. I'm not saying that. But, yeah. you know, you see stuff like this at that age. and Because I, I, I thought I read somewhere online, Wally, and I, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to bring it up during the interview, but, um, you know, like, is that, that could be a reoccurring issue. And and that's something that should be a concern. I mean, obviously we hear that he's going to be back for camp, but you know, stuff like that tends to happen over and over again when you've had multiple shoulder issues, same thing happens with your knees. I'm hoping that he has a very good recovery and that they're very patient with him because we see what can happen. It can, it can happen quick. Well, the, I guess the bonus is that there isn't surgery required at the moment. So exactly. Uh, and we'll see him at camp. Uh, he'll miss the rookie tournament, but we'll see him at main camp and, and so, I, I, again, but though, I don't think he was going to play in the National Hockey League this year. Now, oh, let, me put, wait, let me put a caveat to that. If the Ottawa Senators are in a fight for a playoff spot, I don't believe Ridley Gregg is going to be called up to be put in. If the Sens are out of it, I think then they find some and, time and, and let him and play a game as reward. I, yes, and that's actually not a bad point, Wally. And, and I'll go one further, and I'll say, you know, people love to make projections. And, yes, we do that too, right? It's fun. Yeah. You like to kind of figure out, okay, I think this so-and-so, This is these are the puzzle pieces. But when it comes to these bubble players like Ridley Gregg, when I say bubble players, players that don't necessarily have a guaranteed spot, you can you, like, there's nothing guaranteed here. Like you, it, it all comes down to their training camp. You know, I, I saw Brandstrom's name floating around on some pages, um, you know, on Twitter, as far as projections go. And I'm like thinking there's potential there, but all this comes down to training camp. It doesn't matter what they did last year. All the fringe guys need to be terrific or excellent even in training camp. The exhibition games is their lifeline. So all these projections that we're making mean absolute squat when it comes okay. down to it. It's going to come down to how they perform in camp and what the brass sees from up top. I completely agree. And we've seen it a couple of times. I'll never, I guess I'll never forget, but I just remember recently, like Colin White was a healthy scratch on opening night because they found, yeah. you know, it's someone else they wanted to play in that roster spot where you think That's right. well, he's a guaranteed contract spot. He's going to make the team. We see it yeah. all the time. And, so. and it's funny because you go to camp and I, I feel like this, I feel like these, these general managers and co head coaches have it recited where you go there and they give you this little spiel during the meeting when all the players in main camp are together in the room and they give you a talk. They kind of scare the shit out of you a little bit. And then at the end, they always find, um, they always kind of cap it off with, well, the best players are going to play on this team this year. The best players bots are available. They're open. If you can beat out an older guy, that spot is yours. 99% of the time, it's complete horseshit. So I've experienced it where I was told I was going to make the team in Columbus. This was years back, and I inevitably got sent right after camp because the numbers didn't work out. So my, the only way you right. will make that team and bump out a vet is if you play out of your mind and they have absolutely no choice but to hold you. And that's why I put so much emphasis on training camp for some of these players you know, in particular because that's how important it is. I, I agree. That's... That's why, like Jake Sanderson's interesting to me, only for the fact that he's like he's not guaranteed a spot. It looks like he is, 
that's based yeah. on the talent level, but and that's, that's one outlier though. Wally, you know, like, is he not because they they're so thin back there and he's so highly I, touted that I feel okay, like he but, does have a guaranteed spot. Let me throw this at you then. And, and we know I haven't discussed this before is sure. if Eric Brandstrom gets signed, comes to camp, has an amazing camp. Do you not find a spot for him in the roster? Maybe he bumps somebody. Like wow, what if okay. perhaps there are a lot of what if these are big what well, if that's what like, we do though. We project stuff. That's yeah. Well otherwise we wouldn't have anything to talk about until they made the roster. No, no, no. Like, okay, well here's the roster. <laughs> yeah, like what are we doing? I uh listen, I and I want to be clear, I've said this before, and I, I know I can come across as a little critical with when it comes to, to Brandstrom and some other players in particular, but with Brandstrom, I'm a huge fan of the individual. You know, I know that he's a well-liked guy, he's a yeah, really yeah. good dude. You know, I just I've always said this with him, you know, at that size at five foot nine or whatever it is on defense, especially unless you're going to be so incredibly dynamic offensively, like an Eric Carlson or whoever else you could think of a Makar in the league. Now, some of these younger defensemen coming in, unless you're that dynamic offensively, there's always going to be other players that are going to bump you out because they're not as small. They're going to be a little more, they're going to be a little stronger, a little more imposing, probably better just by default because of their size defensively. So you know, like I watched Sanderson and the, and I made fun of you, Wally, for the tape that you sent me, some of the clips, but but it, they were great video because I was watching Sanderson and some of those clips defend. And it's what a difference, like body positioning. He just looked strong and confident. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's with, a, that's with a bad hand. So when you present me with a question, like, well, what if Eric Branstrom has this unbelievable camp? I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see anybody beating out Sanderson. I think it's Sanderson's spot to lose at this point. He's an exception I'm with you. to the rule. I'm with you. We, I just don't know what's going to – like. and my yeah, point yeah. is, like DJ Smith says, everybody is the best player is going to make the team type right. deal. That's right. all I'm saying. And coaches and uh, coaches have to say that. You know, they got to give people yeah. hope. So I'm not, I'm not shitting on coaches or general managers for saying it. I just find it funny because oftentimes it's not the case. There's And then there's also the we're going to give – the junior guy, the nine games before burning his contract, or we're going to yeah. give somebody else a look at the beginning. So there might be some moves at the beginning, the little bit bigger roster just to give guys a chance, or there's a bump and a bruise in an exhibition game. But, and we're only, and, by the way, and, a month away. And that's the, that's the difference this year though. I think there's so much pressure on this organization to come off to a good start that you're going to see DJ probably lean on a lot of veterans to start off with because he doesn't, he doesn't have the trust in some of these younger players that that potentially probably should be there in some cases, depending on their training camps, but he yeah. simply won't do it because they just need to win. Now that's, that's the, the catch 22 or, or the, the ironic, the irony in this whole thing is that some of these younger guys may in fact help you out more, but it's, it's winning that coach's trust over that can be very difficult and it takes time. Tomorrow's headline will read uh, Nikita Zaitsev going to play 30 minutes a night for DJ Smith. Hey, I'm not saying, I'm not saying <laughs> that. Okay. You know, listen, I, and with I'm, Zaitsev, I'm not sold on him. I honestly, I think it's time to move on from him because it's just, it's fucking chaos when he's on the ice. Like it's, it's just chaos. He's got the tools, you know, like he can move. He's, his compete levels. Excellent. I'm not taking that away from him but he just can't seem to settle the puck down when he's on the ice and everything's just like a crazy, it's just pucks off the glass. It's overworking yeah, a little yeah. too much. And anyway, we're going to get into this as we get closer to camp. I don't want to get into too much detail, but I mean, the, the, it's wide open on defense right now, in my opinion. I, I agree. That's I, I totally agree with you. 
Um, by the way, uh, looking to refresh the front yard or do a complete landscape makeover. Uh, need some landscape stone aggregate? Maybe thinking of redoing the driveway. Bonisher Excavating is here to help. Uh, competitive pricing on your landscape needs. Give them a call. 613-432-1120. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, math enough of us. Let's get to uh, today's interview guest. That's Tyler Boucher uh, and Jake Sanderson, who are roommates. They've gone through injuries together this summer. They're now skating together. And I'd like to get into that and with what they've got to talk to. Uh, and they're just, they're pretty good dudes. So it's fun to just to chat with coming up after uh, we'll bring in Craig and we're going to talk about the cartoon that was made by our, our good friend, Daryl Quinlan. Uh, and you've got some fatherly advice. Uh, you're watching the Wally Mathot Show brought to you by Rich Rock Bruco. Welcome into the show, roommates, but they happen to be on separate cameras today. Uh, Jake Sanderson, Tyler Boucher, welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, you know what, Jake? I'm going to start right away and get it out of the way, and that is your risk, because everybody likes to talk about that and where we stand. So just can you give us an update uh, on the risk, and will you be 100% ready to go for the season? Um, yeah, no, my wrist has been feeling pretty good lately, honestly. Um uh, a couple weeks ago, I started skating with a stick and just slowly stick handling. And now I'm, I'm pretty close to 100%. Um, just skating with Boosh and other guys here in Ottawa. Um, but no, it feels really good. And um, I, I'm really close. I know that. So I'm pretty happy with how it's been. Yeah. Sandy, Wally was uh, taking video. Like he was like some creepy guy <laughs> behind the glass and sending us <laughs> videos of you guys, which was good. But it looked like you look pretty fluid and comfortable, like just moving the puck around. So you're not really getting any discomfort on passes and stuff like that, like for the most part. Yeah, no, honestly, it's just at this point, it's just getting the strength back. Um, kind of like one thing I'm kind of struggling with right now is just like one hand on my stick, like defending and moving yeah. my stick quick with one hand. But um, it's getting better every week, honestly. And um, yeah. yeah, another thing is like I used to have a huge callus on my hand. And now I don't have it because I didn't hold a stick for like five months. And so I got to build up that callus because like my skin is just getting torn apart right now. So <laughs> I got to get that going. Like right on the inside of your palm? Yeah. Like right yeah, on yeah, my... yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't have that problem. Um, the the other thing with Bush, like are you ready to, to roll here as well? You come in I, and I saw you uh, yesterday skating and I took some video. You are a giant human being. <laughs> um you look bigger are you bigger than perhaps last year uh yeah for sure like i don't like i've said this in like a lot of podcasts like just with like the injuries i've had like it's been hard to kind of get like uh i guess like a rhythm going like even with my yeah. training like this summer was like awesome just like here with guys like sandy and, and rids and um a bunch of other guys but um could finally like train like like full i mean we tweak some things but like i could finally train so yeah i mean i'm up like I, I weighed myself at the end of the 67s year last year i was like 193 that's like really low for me and i'm like weighed myself the other day like 208 209 so nice. kind of like fluctuates but yeah I'm, I'm up a lot so i feel good what's the ideal doesn't even matter to me but what's the ideal weight for you did you have like any kind of target yeah like the highest I've been was like two fifteen, and that was like a little much. Um, so I like I like two hundred five. I feel quick and like explosive at that, but like still strong. Like under under two hundreds, like um, I don't really like it that much. I don't feel as I don't feel as strong, but um, like two hundred five, like 
200 is a good weight. When you put the guy through the glass at the 67s game, what was your weight then? One, yeah, like 195, 194, somewhere around there. Like I wasn't, I wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of your favorite hits? Yeah, it's got to be up there. I mean, it's satisfying seeing the glass just like fall. I mean, I felt a little bit bad because the glass like went all like down his like shoulder pads or whatever, but whatever. I mean, um, it was definitely one of my, yeah, it was definitely up there. Like the boys had it on repeat after in the locker room. We we're all laughing about it and like that 30 minute intermission we had, but that, that's got to be up there for sure. See, and that's you bent the that's... stanchion. I was gonna, like he, I was gonna add to that, like the challenge, just on that weight there, Wally. Like, imagine a two hundred and ten pound power forward playing in the OHL. Like, assuming I don't know where you're gonna end up, Tyler, but like, is that something you think about? Like, oh man, I'm gonna have to go play with junior kids again this year. I mean, yeah, like I think about it. Like, obviously, like, going into camp, I'm like, I tell myself like I want to make the sends. Like, obviously, yeah. like that's my goal. But I mean, if I go back to junior, like it's not the end of the world. I think like it'd be good for me actually. Um, and I mean, I think like you said, like, yeah, if I go back there, I should be able to dominate like physically yeah. and, and on the ice. So I think it either way, it's not, it's not bad. So I'm excited for, for any way it goes. Good. Are you excited to see Dave Cameron back uh, perhaps as your coach just coming off his gold medal win? Yeah, I know it, all, all the staff's going to be in a good mood when we get there off a of gold medal. So yeah, Excited to see him. Uh, he's, he's a great coach. Uh, really good guy and um, really good to the players. So thankful to, you know, be a player for him and um, excited for that. I know you played uh, 24 games plus the playoffs with them. Matthew, you played with them for two years, I think it was. Like, do you have any advice for Dave Cameron, the NHL coach for Tyler Boucher? Um, yeah, just listen to him and try not to talk <laughs> back to him. He doesn't like that. I've been in that oh. position. <laughs> So, but no, he's, he's a very smart guy. He's incredibly sarcastic. He's got a dry sense of humor. I mean, all the guys know him well enough to know how to kind of communicate with him, but that's, that's generally how he is. He can be intense, but he's an, he's an easygoing guy. If you just sit there and listen to him and do what he wants you to do. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much YouTube read social media or watch it or deal with it. I know everybody's on it. Jake, do you feel the pressure of being on the roster this season and having some kind of top four defensive role that everybody talks about. Is that fair to you? Um, I don't know. I think like with the social media stuff, like people can say whatever they want these days. They can just, you know, hide themselves behind a phone and say whatever. But I think, I think it's honestly kind of a blessing to have, have that kind of pressure. Um, now it kind of elevates my game a little bit too. So, um, I kind of like it, honestly interesting so that, that's a rare person to say that they kind of thrive on it do you so do you always thrive like under the pressure if you will yeah because i think like like if you look at that social media stuff and um just like you wake up in the morning you're tired you can kind of just use that as fuel and um you know get to the gym and you know just get after it and i think like i said i think that kind of pressure um you know some people don't like it some people do but i think for me um I kind of just thrive on like to prove people wrong. Sandy, how do you feel? How do you feel then? We were talking to Tyler about his weight and where he's at right now with you. I mean, were there meetings that you had going into the summer as far as what the expectation level was as far as your training goes or what to expect here at the NHL level coming up? Because I know, and Wally mentioned it, there are some big expectations, right? So how do you manage that 
as far as now you're playing with men, guys that have families, you know, potentially what's your plan with that? Yeah, no, like you said, next year is going to be a totally different year just from playing college to, to the NHL. And I think, um, at my year in meeting Pierre and DJ, one thing they said just for me to get a little bit bigger and stronger and I've gained like 10 pounds this summer. So I feel like I've done, you know, kind of all I can with that stuff. Um, I feel really good. And, um, I'm like 197, 196 right now. And I kind of like where that, where that's at right now, just stay a little quick and quick and nimble on my feet. So I'm happy with where I'm at. Are both of you excited to get through last season after it seemed either one of you had injuries or, I mean, Tyler, you went through COVID and at the border and then playing in Belleville and playing it like you were everywhere. I, I can't imagine what the two of you dealt with last year. And then Sandy, the last part is, was it tough to watch the world juniors knowing that, I mean, arguably you should have been there or probably would have gone had you not been injured. Yeah, no, I think, I think for the both of us, me and Boosh, just, we both didn't play a lot of games last year. And I think, um, you know, we're both, we're both so excited to be here in Ottawa and, you know, yeah. get to work and, um, you know, just prove people and show everyone the players that we are. And um, I think it's great that we're roommates this summer just so we can kind of feed off each other and that energy. So um, we've been having a blast. I know that. Hey, what do you wait? What do you guys do? Like, I'm always curious when two <laughs> young guys are living together. Cause I've been there. I know what it's like, like aside from the extracurriculars, like but when you're around the house, you guys playing video games, watching TV. Do you guys fight over the TV? What's that like? You want me to take this one, Sandy, or you? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm just going to say, like, we've had a pretty, like, bland summer. Like, we, like, I don't really have anything exciting. Like, we kind of just, like, we'll just hang out. We kind of enjoy just, like, after we get back, like, we'll hang out or whatever. We played a lot of tennis. Um, I mean, we, we probably would have golfed. Yeah, I went to the yeah. draft. Yeah, that, that was fun. We probably would have, like, golfed more, but obviously with Sandy's hand, but I mean, we go out to dinners and stuff. We, we make a lot of dinners, so we have fun kind of doing it that way. And, um, kind of, we're just, I don't know, I guess low key guys. We just kind of like, who's cooking, out. who's cooking. Uh, <laughs> we kind of like rotate, like when Sandy was with us for June, I think Boosh and I would kind of make the dinners and Rids was the protein shake guy. Um, <laughs> kind of switch it up a little. Rit. Rids would hop on the scale every like two minutes after after he takes a sip of his uh, protein shake. <laughs> Wait, one up. Oh, is he is he like pretty anal with that stuff? <laughs> like he's like trains and like counts his macros and his like calories every day. Well, though Rids is like a, he's like a super hard worker and um, he's really dialed in. So like he just cares a lot. So yeah, yeah. It's just fun. Like I'm just I'm just giving it to I just like giving it to him. But um, yeah, no, that was funny. He was definitely the protein shake guy. Made like nice. four days. I don't know if he's coming back to live in the house because the three of you did live together. Will, will there be him just wearing the gold medal around seeing as the two of you are Americans? <laughs> uh, well, I think he's actually coming next week. And Penner's also coming next week too. So we might have a couple guys in the house. But um, no, I think I, I'm happy that Ritz won. We know that um, he was grinding with us this summer too. So it's cool to see that. And he played so well too. So it was fun. Did you, yeah, and I, I mean, the two of you went through the injury. Like, did you feel for him not being able to play in the gold medal game? Obviously, did you have a chat with him at all? Yeah, we would, we would text him. We got like a little group chat on the side. Um, but yeah, like Sandy said, like he was, he was playing so good. And we were just excited to like to watch him out there. And um, I mean, it's not gonna, 
it's not a major setback, I think, for him. He's had a great summer and, you know, a great tournament. So I think he should be fine. Uh, uh, Sandy, who would you rather see coming down the wing, Boucher or Ridley? You know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, both, they're both pretty intimidating. No. Um, I don't know. They're kind of different players, I think. Boosh is just so powerful and fast and um you know Rids is you know fast and has six skills so they're both you know sick at certain things Ridley Greg more skilled is what he just said by the way yeah I know I kind of took that one to heart no well, then, you're okay. bigger, then, you're bigger. then you can change you can change the question so who would you rather defend who has the puck on a stick and versus a guy who's dumping it and chasing it and hounding you on yeah lunch? that's that's a totally different question I think if Boosh dumps it in on me Probably I don't want that, but <laughs> then Rid's on the rush. So I don't want that. There you go. This, yeah. Everybody wins in this case. I was just, yeah. that's why I did that. All right. All right. Uh, Bush, are you allowed to drive the Mustang? Yes. Oh, I, good question. That is a good not question. with me in the car, though. Not with Sandy in the car. He won't, <laughs> let, he won't be in there with me. But <laughs> yeah, I, I know I got, I've been getting tired of my car. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just fun to whip around the Mustang. So, I've taken it for a couple of spins. Not this week, Sandy. Sandy uh, needs an oil change. I do need an oil change. <laughs> uh, I will go see our good friends at Braven Ford. Um, so, Tyler, if you got a new car, since you aren't f- fond of yours at the moment, what would you get? <laughs> no, I'm grateful for my car. It's, like, perfectly fine. But if I had to pick a car, <laughs> like, any, like any car? Yeah. Any car. Well, okay. what's or- one that you can afford? Um, like a Prius, maybe. Like, I don't... <laughs> he wants a Lambo. He won't shut up about the Lambos. <laughs> yeah, they're... like those Lamborghini trucks. I think they're so cool. Like, that's my. Yeah, like, they're nice. Okay, if you're gonna ask me for my dream car, like, that's it. But like, I don't know how that would work in Ottawa. But maybe something a little different. They, they're but... around. They're around. They my are, neighbor I, has I've, one. They're really nice. They're I've very seen nice. Few, I, I've seen a few around here, but like. Yeah, like you, like I think they're sweet. Like that'd be my dream car. Like I saw yeah. one. At, I want to say Bell Senseplex yesterday. Like, there is there a red one driving around? Maybe. Anyway. anyway. Um. So, Sandy, are you a big car guy? Is that why you've got the Mustang? No, I'm not. Honestly, they kind of they just they're lending it to me for like a couple of weeks, and when they told me I could choose like a Mustang or a Bronco, I kind of like I'm never gonna have a a Mustang in my entire life. So might as well just have fun with it. Yes, you will. It's a good call though. I would take, yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's the, I guess in the evening, are you guys a TV group? Are you video games? What do you guys do if you're chilling around the house? Um, like Sandy doesn't play video games. It's kind of weird, but, um, so we'll watch like <laughs> TV shows and movies so, like, I have my Xbox set up, so we use it for, like, TV shows and stuff. Like, we never play, like, like Xbox or anything. But, um, yeah, definitely TV shows. It's, like, one after another. Sandy, didn't you have to – weren't you playing uh, NHL against Brady when you lived there f- for the laundry rights? Yeah. Yeah, that was for, like, three days. And then he went on a road trip, and then <laughs> I wasn't going to play by myself. So I, we kind of just ditched that. <laughs> So you just did the laundry? Yeah. No, but here we've been, when Rids was with us, we would get home from the rink and 
just sit on the couch for like eight hours and watch Stranger Things. That was fun. That was a, that's a sick show. So <laughs> I didn't like it after the second season. I think really, just, yeah. I don't know. Like we had to have some discipline, like turning it off. Like sometimes <laughs> we're like, all right, it's like eight o'clock. We should probably cook dinner or something like that. But wow. okay. What's the worst meal Tyler Boucher has made? Mm. He it wasn't a meal, but we were like <laughs> making a shake and we have like a ninja and you can like take out the spikes where it like spins and clean it. And he like loaded everything in the shake and then realized the like spikes weren't in there. So then he like dipped his hand in the shake and like grabbed everything out. And then put the spikes back in. It was disgusting. (laughs) Do you still drink it? Yeah, we did. That's good. Um, So what's the worst that Sandy has made, Tyler? Like the worst meal? Yeah. Honestly, like, I hate to pump his tires, but he hasn't had a bad one. Like, I came home from the airport, like, last week, was it Sandy? Yeah. And he had, like two steaks ready for me like uh chicken kebab and like rice it was so i can't i can't complain that's pretty good uh how do you like your steaks weirdo terrible (laughs) (laughs) math is math are you a meat you a medium rare guy yeah are we still talking about steaks here absolutely do you not like steak anymore <laughs> yeah wally likes to wally likes to burn his fucking steaks and that's essentially what's going on here so that's why he's brought it up i just i just wanted to know how they like their steaks um is there any games that you guys play that's ultra competitive um like we went through a phase where we'd play like tennis for like four hours a day and we'd just be dripping, but that's about it. <laughs> Is there bets was, on the that, line? That was pretty intense, actually. Yeah. Those games, were, we'd sometimes get a crowd there at the park. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, did you two know each other? I know you. So your two dads played in Phoenix very briefly, I think at 05, 06. And I think, Sandy, you were way too young. But do you guys ever remember each other? as young kids or were you always not till later did you meet um yeah i don't i don't remember anything when we were younger but um just when when bush came to the program as 17th year that was probably the first time we met and um his draft year too was during the, the summer showcase for the world juniors so we had like a a big draft room with all the guys and um that's kind of when i got really close with bush when he when he got drafted nice uh both of you wanted to be goalies when you were younger. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. I, now, Boosh, I can understand. I don't get the Sanderson part. Yeah. yeah I, I go ahead, Sandy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I wanted to be a goalie, but thank God my parents didn't let me. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, like obviously my dad was a goalie, so like he would get like I had my own Vaughn pads and like they had my name on them, and I like thought that was like super sick but like i i used to play and then like i didn't want to thank god like sandy said and also my mom was like no chance like 
like switch it up. Like I, we can't do that again. So thank thankful for my mom for saying that. And thank God I'm not a goalie. Uh, no. did, did Joe Thornton ha shot have anything to do with you not wanting to be a goalie? And so I'll let you tell the story of uh, being on the ice with Joe Thornton. All right. Yeah. I'll start from the beginning. It's kind of hard for me to remember fully, but um, I was in kindergarten um, in San Jose. Um, and like, I used to get super pumped when like my dad would bring me to the rink. Cause I just like loved being around like the guys, like obviously I just like mess around with the rink with like other guys, like, um, kids or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I got to go out on the ice and like, uh, everyone's shooting around. Like you just get out there, like, you know how it is. And, um, I'm in net, like, I'm just like a little guy, like I'm in kindergarten. I got my pads on and, you know, some guys are just coming in, like throwing sauce at like my pad or like making me feel good. And like I, I think my dad was stretching on like the the blue line or whatever by the boards. Like just got out there, and um, Jumbo just comes over the the blue line. I think it was and just tees one up like like bomb like right off the crossbar into the ceiling. <laughs> I think like everyone just went silent. My dad was like freak, not like mad, but he's just like like what are you doing, Jumbo? Like you could have killed him. Like if it hit me, I probably would have died. But. Um, <laughs> But um, no, th thankful for that. I'm not a goalie, so uh, it was good. But that's definitely a funny memory I have, and yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. It's funny. That's so good. So, what's your like now, Sandy? Were you around the rink as well? Like, what's your guys' favorite moments of being able to grow up in an NHL environment? I don't. I can't. I can't remember a lot, but I think just kind of what Boucher, just like being in the dressing room, and um, like I remember in Phoenix, I'm or no, Philly it was, when my dad, like, the the floor in the dressing room was, like, a hockey rink, and I remember I'd, like, bring my mini stick and, like, play on the dressing room floor. That's kind of something I remember. That's kind of neat, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, I remember a lot, actually. Like, that's kind of when I, like, I guess fell in love with hockey, like, just kind of being able to be around that. My dad would take me to the rink, like, all the time, um, so it was it was awesome, and um just getting to see like obviously guys you look up to like in the locker room and hanging out with their kids or whatever it's 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 way different than like a normal like kid experience I guess like kind of on the outside looking in but when you get to experience it from a from a young age it's kind of like um you feel like you're almost meant to do this as well um and you kind of fall in love with it so um yeah I mean just seeing like a bunch of stuff like I love Danny Breer in, in Philly like um him and and Claude Drew are like my favorite my favorite players like come playoff time like they were awesome and um i mean chris pronger was in there. there's so many guys i could name but um just a a lot of cool memories that um i got to experience and i'm thankful for have you had a chance to speak to claude and tell him that you he was one of your favorite players to make him feel old yeah i, I told him that the skate last week and then he decided to dangle me in the, in the first drill <laughs> 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 No, I, I've talked to him a couple of times though, but yeah, <laughs> Sandy and I were playing two v two, and we got we got worked. We were, we were a little stiff after the the turf workout, but that's that's my excuse. Won't happen again. <laughs> he's still like, and I, I I forget. I mean, he's only thirty four, but I watched one of his first skates this year uh, with Pat Malloy, and he just easily puts a like took the puck, put it on his skate up to his blade, and it was in the net in like the blink of an eye. Like his his skill set is phenomenal. Oh yeah, he's a sick player. Uh, the excitement level 
that you guys have surrounding this group coming in, which includes you guys as well, is like, I do you guys talk much about the off season and what's transpired? Um, yeah, I think like when we were driving up to the draft and we saw that they traded for Debrinket, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but honestly, like I think. I think we could both like say our mindset right now is um, just to try to make the team. Um, that's yeah. kind of our goals. And and once we do that, then I feel like the rest will take care of itself. But no, it's cool. Like seeing guys come in the rink and like meet an NHL superstars. It's pretty sick. Who is your all-time favorite player? You can't name your dad, obviously. Uh, Sandy, I'm going to start with you. Um. When I was younger, I'd probably say Drew Doughty. Um, he's just sick, and I think, like, his personality is so unique, and um, he's kind of just a louder guy, and um, he's not, like, the typical, like, quiet, like, bland, I don't know, like, player. He's just, like, he's kind of out there, and I kind of like that about him. You can just say close your roof, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I was gonna say him or, or Danny Breer um, growing up. Those are my two guys in, in Philly. Always get the job done, so it was fun watching them. But now I would say, I don't know, I've I've been a big Austin Matthews fan for the past couple of years. I think he's ridiculous, so that'd probably be my favorite player to watch now, I would say. Would you let up would you let up on him if you had an opportunity to fold him into a lawn chair? Oh no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, but I know I'd have to be ready to answer the bell, but that's fine. I definitely wouldn't let up, but um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. All right. That's all I had. <laughs> um, you talk about these summer skates and two of the guys that run it are Sean Donovan and Jesse Winchester, who are years older than both of you. But the one thing I always hear about the two of them is how good they still are on the ice. Have you played uh, 2v2 with them? I have. Oh yeah, they Dono and Winchy, they love jumping in with us, and but they always jump in like w when we're tired and they're so fresh, so it looks sick. <laughs> so it's kind of fair. Yeah, I'm like can't even catch my breath, and then then they hop in, dominate us. Yeah, and they're not uh, even what, wearing, and they're not wearing gear, right? Like they're no, in a tracksuit. No, no, so you so you can't shoot it like through the legs. You got to wait till like it's you can't touch them. Shot. And they're yeah, and that's exactly. like what twenty pounds of gear that they're not wearing either. So yeah, exactly. Maybe not twenty, but yeah. Uh, sounds like a, an excuse. But those like what's I guess what's Sean Donovan like uh, for you guys this summer? And I and I think Tyler uh, throughout the year he's been talking to you uh, while you've been in Ottawa. Just I guess on a weekly basis. I I I don't think he gets enough credit. So I'm just curious to what Sean Donovan's like for you. Yeah, I can start. Um, yeah, no, Donald's been super helpful, obviously, being in Ottawa now. Um, it's pretty nice. I got the convenience of, uh, of Donald and Winchie right there. But obviously tips and little things um, throughout the season. And then kind of uh, when we came into the summer here, we're just, like, working on a lot. Like, one thing for me that sticks out that um, he told me was kind of – I just overhandle the puck sometimes a little bit, maybe before I shoot. So – um now it's kind of just more of a, a catch and, and a quick shot instead of like dusting it off so that's I've seen a big change in that um and yeah I mean every skate we do is giving me tips and um just helping me get better so I can speak for both of us but yeah we're su super thankful for them and they've been a great help this summer do you enjoy his skates Jake <laughs> um 
you know, they're, they're very <laughs> tough, especially when Donald's running it, but um, they find a good balance. I think when she's more of the skill and in the midst and the shooting guy and Donald's more of the, the turn back in the corners type of guy, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's good to have a balance of both of them. And like we said, they, they both played in the NHL. So they kind of, they have that mindset. They know what it takes. So um, everything they're doing is for a reason. And, you know, like you said, we're super, super grateful for them. Uh, Eric Carlson, Norris trophy winner skates with you uh, right now, at least for the, I don't know. It's been a few weeks at least. Do you talk to him much about, playing d or anything do you try to pick his brain um you know i only met him once but i feel like as the weeks go on i feel maybe i'll get a little more comfortable and and speak up and maybe say something to him and ask him some questions but um it's pretty sick what he can do on the ice and you know he's such an effortless skater and um yeah he's he's just nasty uh tyler if you had a chance to change your number uh from 54 what would you take would you go 13? Um, I would go 13. I'm not really like I'm not really too picky um to be honest with numbers. Like I have like a bunch that I would I would wear. Um but yeah, I would go 13. Uh is there a reason why 13 is always considered North America unlucky? In Europe it's actually uh a number that's well liked. Is there a reason why you go with 13? Um yeah, well my mom's uh birthday um, so I remember the first time I wore it was, uh, my 18s year at NTDP and I was, I was wearing it and then, uh, I was like, I don't know, like this seems pretty like unlucky. And then, um, she was like, no, it's fine. And then I, I, I thought I was playing good that year. So, um, I decided to go back with it and I, I like the way it, uh, it looks on the Jersey and, uh, for her. So, um, I guess it's a win-win. Yeah, you're you're set for life. Um, Sandy, I know you. <laughs> I know I know you'd like uh, eight, obviously, but will you stick with eighty-five throughout your career now? Since it's such a, I'll call it unique for the most part. Yeah, I think. I mean, my my old man wore eight, so uh, my whole life I've been wearing that. But um, and I think I think eighty-five, like you said, it's unique, and um, not a lot of guys wear it in the league. So. Um, whatever team I'm playing on, I feel like 85 will always be open. So yeah, I'll probably take it. Uh, I have a question that we like to ask all of our individuals. And that is what is your favorite cheat snack? Uh, if you're watching stranger things, Tyler, what do you sit down with uh, for a snack? Oh, um, like just a snack, like, just a snack or like if I had to get like a cheat meal or whatever. Or it could be, it could be like a shit meal too. Like what's something that you know is terrible for your body, but you have it once in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I love McDonald's. I don't care what I yes. know. Like, I'm with you. Okay. Like if I'm going to treat myself or whatever, like I don't have it a lot, but if I do like McDonald's, like I love McDonald's. What and do like, you go with? What's the burger? <laughs> um, I used to get like two Big Macs. Um, but nice. <laughs> I know, but, um, now I just, my roommate actually introduced me to the regular cheeseburger with, uh, with Big Mac sauce. So I'll just get like four of those and like dress like a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yep. one too. Yeah. Nice. It's nice. It's nice and light. And then, um, like maybe a large fry and like a milkshake. I feel, t I feel like dying after, but like, it's Terrible. So nice. yeah, you feel yep. great when you're eating it, but like, 
And the next day it's like not even worth it. But um, if I pick one, like that's definitely like my cheat uh, meal, I would say. Sandy, what about you? Um, I like goldfish, but they got these, like, you know, (laughs) what are you, you 12? (laughs) You know, the restaurant Joey's in Lansdowne, the restaurant, they got these sliders. Yes. And sometimes I'll DoorDash them, but when we go there for dinner, I'll have like three to six. They're so good. (laughs) Brady's the one who introduced me to them. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Sandy, who's your favorite roommate? You've had Brady, uh, Ridley Gregg, and Tyler Boucher. Uh, if you had a choice to just live with one, who are you picking? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's tough. I think I think Brady and Boucher are, are a little louder, and um, maybe I'll have to drag them out of the door to, to get going. But I think Rids is super quiet, so that's kind of nice as well. So they're a little different. I don't want to answer. <laughs> uh, that's pure captain material who uh who's the messiest roommate you've had boosh come on <laughs> he's really come on dude let's be honest all right i am but like i am kind of messy but i i do clean up like i will like four like days later clean. though oh, okay that's the worst <laughs> not four it's not four days it's like four <laughs> it's like it's like four hours <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Now that but I've I, ended I this friendship, <laughs> uh, do you guys go anywhere? Like, have you gone to any museums, any of that stuff downtown? Do you walk around downtown? We've gone to the mall a couple times. Um, I'm trying to think, can't really remember. Yeah, no, we we haven't. More, yeah, we just go to the mall and like stores down there. If we're going to grab a bite to eat, um, something like that, but. Other than that, no, we haven't. We got to explore a little more. Fair enough. Uh, last question I have for both of you is: uh, You've probably been asked before. Did you get fatherly advice at any time? Like, is, has there been anything that's really stuck with you uh, as you guys continue your journey here towards the NHL? Um, all right, I'll go first. Yeah, one thing um, that stuck with me. Um, well, like growing up like me and my dad would always play like sports together so like and he's like an ultra competitor like he hate like he'll snap if he loses or like I do too or kind of like the same in that regard but um I mean like the compete that he's he's shown me is, is one is one of the biggest things but also he, he told me when I was like 13 or 14 just um to get one percent better every day um no matter what that is so that's the biggest thing that's that's kind of stuck to me and, and like if you're having a bad day on the ice or whatever and it's not going your way just like fight through and try to find that one percent instead of just like i don't know like giving up and throwing in the towel so just one percent leads up to a lot over time so it might be like a slow progression but eventually you'll get there so that'd probably be the biggest thing he's uh he's shown me absolutely sandy um i don't know if it's like words of advice but um I've kind of noticed it lately as I gotten older um, with my dad. He kind of – obviously, he's retired now, but um, he's really good at, like, finding a balance and, like, not always being, like, hockey-focused, especially in the summer, um, to, like, have a balance and, like, do other things, like other hobbies. Like, my dad's always golfing, mountain biking, fishing, hunting, and, and I feel like that kind of helps. And, and then when it's time to go to the rink, you're, you're excited and um, you're not drained at all. So I think – 
Um, that's kind of something that I've seen my dad do. Um, although he is retired, but he he told me a couple of times he'd sneak away. I like Christmas break and go skiing a couple of times, but yeah. Good for him. Uh, if you, uh, Tyler, if you had five pucks and your dad is in goal, how many goals do you score? Five. <laughs> Good answer. No, like right now? Yeah, right we're, now. We were oh, I'll let him stretch. We were, yeah, we can give him a stretch. But we were talking about this when I was home actually like two weeks ago. He said if I had 10 pucks, I wouldn't score um, more than like one or two, which I disagree with. He used to come out when we were like 12 when he was retired and I'd light him up. So, <laughs> uh, very good. Well, gentlemen, I, we appreciate your time. I uh, wish you all the best. We can't wait to see you guys at camp. Um, and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. I'm sure I'll see you at the rink. I just won't try and videotape you as much. Uh, th <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Thank you guys. Luck, yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate Thank it. As always, thanks very much to Jake and Tyler. And now welcome into the show, Craig, uh, brought to you by gongshowgear.ca. Uh, you look pretty much like the same picture that was uh, drawn that by our did a good job. Gwendolyn the other day. That guy did a good job. Um, <laughs> for those who ha haven't seen it, you can check it out on Twitter, on our social media feed. Uh, are either one of you old enough to remember the TV Guide magazine? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I used it like religiously really? when I was like, or like from like 10 to forget what age, because that's how I knew what movies were on at nighttime. Right. So like, I would always look forward to that on like city TV, which mm -hmm. would show a little bit more, you know, like there'd be more violence, less editing or like the superstation on, I think it was channel 47. Uh, so yeah, yeah, TBS. I remember, yeah. TBS. Right. Yeah. I remember so, it was okay. a big deal, right. When it went from like away from TV guide and you had a channel that would show you like that yeah. was, I remember that happening. Yeah. How, how yeah. old I am. Yes. <laughs> I just checked the newspaper because every well, day it, there'd be. And it's through. funny. Cause I played, I played with, I played a couple games like Bush Boucher was with us for a little bit in Columbus. Yes. Um, and, and, and Sanderson was there when I was in training camp. I was I didn't make the team, but I remember walking around and seeing them and we're interviewing their kids now. It's so weird. <laughs> You know, like, and I'm like, I'm 37. I'm not 65. It's, it's bizarre. It, yeah. I meant to ask yeah. you, cause I know they both played in Columbus. Well, if you I was going to bring it up like, Hey, runs. so I played with both your dads a little bit. And then they both would have looked at me like, cool. Yeah. And then I would have not known where to go with the conversation. <laughs> so I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, you should have said something. Yeah, um, it's all good. Uh, is there any issue uh, either one of you may have with the uh, sends guide picture that was drawn? It's awesome. Yeah, I, I got no problem with that, man. I it's like what was so talented, eh? Like, and the, and I laughed at the detail involved. Like, yeah, every yeah. every individual has his own like little quirks that was that have been like taken from the show or from yeah. at some point. Like, I love yes. that. He what, clearly watches a lot. Yeah. What is the show? The show is I just try the snacks that you guys pitch. Like in Sam and that. Like yeah. I, I'll do that show. Is that you had, guys pitching that? He had he had curds and olive oil. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. he's ready to roll. Um, yeah, that was good. All right. So as I said before we did the interview, do you have, uh, Meth, uh, fatherly advice? And by the way, you're now – your son is four, Jack, who's now starting into hockey. So this is something I plan to watch now develop because <laughs> minor hockey is interesting to watch parents go through. Uh, oh, do you have dude. advice that you would give <laughs> to Jack? 
Well, I'm not going to get into the whole parent thing because I'm sure yeah, I'll that's end up a whole in jail at some show. point. Some parents yeah. are just freaking crazy, and I have a very short fuse for that kind of stuff. But hopefully, that's down the road, and my wife can calm me down. But no, as far as advice goes to like up and coming players, and I remember saying this to to Sokolov when he came by to say hi to me when we were doing a broadcast for one of the games. He came down the concourse, and we were talking. And I always say this to young players. My problem when I came in was I respected the old players too much. You know, like I, I was almost borderline starstruck and yeah. you, you kind of forget and it, and, and, it, and it lingers and creeps into your game a little bit when you're playing those exhibition games, or maybe you're a call up and you're playing some NHL games where you're giving two guys too much respect, especially if you're a physical player, a guy like Tyler Boucher, or even, even Sandy, cause he's a defenseman and he's going to have to defend a bit. It's like, F those guys, like forget who they are. You're, you're just as good. You're just as skilled as some of these players. You're probably more skilled than some of the old players, especially with these young players coming into the league, stick to your game. Don't show them any respect. And that's, it's easier said than done. I understand that. But the ones that figure that out sooner tend to stick around right away. And that's, that's the difference. You could sense that a bit with Brady, I think in his first year. Right. He, he took a run at me. He took, a, I still remember it. And I was having a terrible game because I was so distracted playing in Ottawa, right? Like, you know, it's my hometown. I think it was like minus three or something. But I remember during the game, this little fucker just comes, takes a run at me. Like a, it was a little guy, but, but, you know, like skinny neck looked like he was 18 years old Yeah, and he, and like took a legitimate run. And I remember just two handing him in the back, but it wasn't really that hard. And we just continued on. Little did I know that he could handle himself pretty well. So I'm, I may have dodged a bullet. I don't know. But the point is, that's a good example of a player who was confident with his game, obviously got some good advice from his old man and applied it. And he stuck around and now he's got a monster deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've always enjoyed just watching him play. But that, that first year, he just he just didn't care. Like, no, I, I know. He didn't care who you were. Now look at him. Now look at him. He's a captain of an NHL team and he's making a lot of money. He's, you know, that's, and he's not, not the sexiest skater, not the prettiest at handling a puck, but you know, he's found his niche and that's his game. And that's, that's what this game's all about at the, like there's so many players in the American league and overseas that I would skate with in the summertime. They were just as skilled as some of the guys that, you know, that were playing full-time in the NHL, but it's all up here. You know, it's, it's, it's the mental side, figuring out what your role is and, and sticking to it. Yeah. I, I've always been told that, like, it's just, it becomes mental at that particular point. Oh, the big time. only way the change, the difference is, is whether or not you can process information well, faster than the it, other guy. And it's, it's like you and Craig, like, like your Photoshopping skills are absolutely dog shit. And Craig is so talented at what he does in editing that it makes you look like a house leaguer. And that's the difference. Especially doodling Daryl now too. He's he's getting in on it now too. So you better watch out, man. Everyone's taking. Everyone's coming after the gig. That's good. But I still try. I still I know, I don't give I up why. on the dream. I know. I'm just messing around. You're crushing my dream, like my dad. Yeah. You're never gonna make it. I think what Matt's saying is like it's okay to take a run at the veteran, but he might also put you on your ass. That's the other that's thing, right? You want to you want to yeah. do it, but it may not work out for you. Yeah, you still gotta do it. Yeah, Fine. Right. I'm gonna keep going here. Um, by the way, we're a month away from the start of training camp, uh, so the excitement is going to continue to build here, and I'm looking forward to it. We're looking to continue to get uh, more new faces onto the show here in the next little bit, so don't go anywhere. Like and subscribe our YouTube channel, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Wally Mathot Show, brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.